The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The following program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Oh, yes, we are here for you. Welcome to Channel Mom Radio today, and welcome to our Facebook Live audience. We're always glad to have you guys join us. We, we're getting thousands of viewers over the course of a month who now watch on Facebook Live. Um, kind of excited, actually super excited about this show. First of all, it's always about you, and I want every show that I do to, to help the moms and some dads who listen. Uh, I, I try to think of topics that will get you where you live and will be meaningful to you and life-changing for you and today I've thought of one of those shows I think I could cry my son said he will leave the studio if I cry I'll try not to cry today's show is about uh, what you do before your child leaves home what you need to do to prepare your child and yourself before they leave home and it starts at zero so if you're the parent of a newborn don't be afraid to stick around I do have my son Otis with me in the studio today, and I have my daughter, Georgia Grace. So this could be a tearjerker of a show for me because I'm super sentimental. And then I have my son's girlfriend, Abby Schmidt. That's kind of convenient. We just bring people into our family that have the exact same last name. But they're, she's, I not, checked. A, she's I checked. not a cousin. Yeah. Yeah, said, she's not a cousin. She's not a relative. This is my son, Otis. Welcome to Channel Moms, Otis. Thank you. Thank I, you I almost for, forgot your name. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Otis Dean Schmidt. He's got the middle name that I have, so that's kind of cool. All right, so I wrote this blog that got... A lot of visits. A lot of people read it. And I had a lot of people calling or, you know, messaging me and say, I'm crying now. Thanks for that. And I, I felt like I needed to do it. My son is leaving in six days, well, actually five days, to go to college. And this is the day that I've dreaded for the entire time since my son was birthed out of me onto the planet and wow <laughs> it's a lot of gr- dread <laughs> no i've been dreading the day that he would leave home since he was born and i know a lot of parents can understand that i also understand though that i am obligated to god and to my son to raise him to leave well because what am i raising for if it's not to have an impact on the world that's positive what am i raising him for if it's not to serve god and others and so i, I thought a lot about it i sat down and wrote a blog and cried the entire time i was writing it and tried to write it for you to make a difference in your life. So so I'm going to read a little bit of the blog, and then we're going to get to the three tips I came up with that I think every parent could use to help their kids be prepared to leave home well and to be ready for that next step in their lives and also to help the parents a little bit. I've got a bonus tip, too. You ready for that, Otis? I read the bonus tip. <laughs> I made him read it, all right? Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit. I'm going to try not to cry in this part, Otis, okay? I've decided to turn our son's departure into a gift for other parents. Parents who represent my past or are facing my present. We parents, all of us, need to be prepared to help our kids leave and to leave well. In the 18 years my husband and I have been raising our son, Otis, I've dreaded this day. 
throughout the years, I've cheered our oldest on and throwing footballs and making baskets and catching fish and conquering mountains and defending bullied students and apologizing to those he's hurt. I faithfully watched and applauded his academic honors and athletic achievements. And now it feels like it's over. This is the part I have to not cry on. Mom. <laughs> he doesn't want me to you cry. You got this. Okay. Pull it together. <laughs> Thank you. No more clapping hands or congratulatory hugs. No more proud ceremonies. I did it. He said he was going to leave if I did this. No more proud ceremonies or quiet snuggles. No more teachable moments or life lessons to pass on to our son. And so... I've, I've cried. Here we go. I've cried on both. I've cried on both TV and radio before, so I'm good. I'm fine. I think we're actually a lot of parents are probably crying in their cars and at their computers, probably for me because I'm embarrassing myself. And my daughter's got two eyes doing right now, so sorry to make you cry. I'm holding it together. <laughs> you're laughing. That's why you're crying. Okay, tears of joy. All right, so I've got it together now. So I <laughs> I wrote that because I felt. Like, there, so many of us as parents uh, struggle to make peace with this day. And I think, gosh, the whole 18 years we should be raising our children um, with an appreciation for the present and enjoying them and teaching them. But we should also be raising them for this day. So these are the tips I came up with. Number one, don't let pride lurk behind your parenting. So, so you read that part. Tell me about how my pride would sometimes come into play when you would misbehave or say something to me or, you know, address me in a way that I didn't think was okay. Instead of just saying, that's not okay and and here's the consequence, I would flip out and be like, you're disrespecting me and sometimes cry and sometimes yell. Sometimes it's just our pride. That's the only thing that's responding. Like, we don't want to be treated that way. So tell me about that. What do you think of that tip? Um, I thought that that came from more of a place of you and me being similar in terms of we both didn't want to ever be the the one that kind of made to look a fool in the situation so yeah. uh that's where i thought the pride came in more than you wanting to be the adult and the the one that's correct you didn't want to be um made out to look a fool and neither did i and so that's where we clashed is i knew i did something wrong but i didn't want you to clown me on it or make me yeah feel like i didn't know what i was doing so uh I think that you got to be you got to bring humility into any relationship especially as a parent child relationship in terms of you're going to be wrong especially as a kid we're we're the ones that are wrong and uh, not always son but, but yes mostly and uh you got to learn to deal with that and it's it's the way it is you got to got to cope yeah well so I what I recognize and it was based on some advice I got from a number of people who are parenting experts is that sometimes when I would be responding to Otis or Georgia misbehaving or talking to me in a certain way, really the biggest thing that was responding to them and, and disciplining them was my pride. Like, how dare you do that? And I would get angry, and, I, and, I, and the consequence was not an exemplary consequence. I should be teaching them and instructing them, how do you correct people? How do you address people when you have a disagreement? How do you make someone better? And instead of yelling or getting upset or crying, I should have just said, look, this is not okay, and here's why, and this is the consequence. But then I was now doing something wrong, too, so now we were both entering, entering into misbehavior. So I just – and when your child's doing something wrong, I would recommend to you don't let pride lurk behind your parenting because it's going to impact their future. And when they leave home, you don't want that to have impacted them. Now, secondly, I said be, be – The word pride is such a dangerous word. The Bible actually says we're not supposed to be proud. But in in the most innocent way, be proud of your kids. Absolutely. Every single day, tell them what they've done right. 
but don't do it at the expense of others. Don't say, oh, you're so great compared to so-and-so, or you're the best one there, or you're the best person in the school, or you're, and actually, I was very guilty of that, and my son would tell you that. Don't glorify him. Yeah, he was, he was I'm going to do this, but he was valedictorian, and I took that way too far, took it way too far, and he was less likely to tell somebody that than I was. So, true, I mean, kids need to hear about themselves, but, but is there a way to do that wrong, that, t- telling them they're great? Oh, if you do, it's you're just hurting the kid at that point because uh, in my sports career, we saw it all the time where the parents would tell their kids, you're the best, you're, you don't got to work as hard as everybody else because you're just naturally gifted, you, you, you're, you got it. You should be getting the ball every time, you should be shooting every time, and it hurts everybody around them. It hurts the kid themselves when they realize, hey, I haven't put in as much work as so-and-so, and, and now your kid thinks that everything that he was is a lie and that he uh, he's been overhyped and he's uh, he's kind of led to believe that instead of needing to work for everything he's going to be given everything and that he was born the special one or she was born the special one in terms of they're just they're better than everybody else yeah. and I think that's dangerous. Well, they say there's a new syndrome. There's a there's a book called um, Top Dog, I think, and it's talking about how in our society now we've overpraised our children. So a they either don't believe it or b they don't feel the incentive to try harder. Because they're already good. They're already great. And so we got to be careful about that. So number one, don't let your pride lurk behind your parenting because it will be a bad training mechanism for your kids. It will not help them if you're prideful in the way that you raise them. Number two, have courage to follow through on your convictions. Now, I have strong faith in God, and I believe that marriage and Intimacy are sacred. Um, I didn't always believe that. Jesus helped me with that. And so I've changed my whole attitude. And my husband believes the same thing. So I would say we were fairly strict on those issues. Very strict on those issues. Right. We didn't let our kids have phones until they were 15. We didn't let them have Facebook pages. Not that any teenagers use Facebook. Still don't have one. Yeah, I still don't have one. Uh, We we monitored their texts and everything else that they they did. So um, online, we monitored their Snapchats. We monitored that. Now with Otis, now that he's 18, I don't monitor it anymore. But we monitored all of that as well. Uh, We were very cautious in a lot of ways about what we did with our kids. They're not allowed to date till they're 16. So we were super cautious about how we introduced you to relationships. And it's proven that if you let your kids start dating when they're 13 or 14, they're going to have a much earlier sexual debut. They're going to start having sex when they're 16 if, if you start all that stuff early. My, my son would be the first to tell you we did a whole curriculum with him when we introduced him to sex. And then Let's like, just skip over this part. <laughs> for like five years, every time we left the house, I would say, don't have sex. But here's the thing. It's proven research that if you'll just talk to your kids about it, they're less likely to do it at awful wrong times. They should wait. The bottom line is they should wait if they can. And everybody knows that. And people say, well, it's too hard to wait. I get it. I get it. But, but in the end, it's going to be better for them if they wait. So... Uh, we followed through on our convictions. Help you or hurt you? Uh, help me. It's. Uh, I think this one's a little more of a dad thing in terms of he really hammered home that it wasn't a disappointing of the parents. It wasn't a disappointing of yourself. It was a self-control thing. It was a, well, can you have the mental capability of being able to say, like, no, that's just that's just for fun. That's not for love or intimacy. Or can you control yourself and can you uh, walk around and not not have to give in to the kind of trends of society and so I think dad did a little more in terms of he was like this is a this isn't a disappointment thing this isn't a like you're wrong thing it's just a self-control thing and you need to be able to have self-control and you need and that's what you guys pretty much taught me in that aspect is that self-control was pretty much the most important thing you could have Mm -hmm. 
And in the end, I think you would say, because you're, you're a man of faith, that it was better before God and before people to behave that way. In the end. Oh, yeah. The other, right? The other stuff seems more fun to a lot of people, but in the end, you knew it would be better before God and, and, and to, for your future wife. Well, you taught me that. I didn't know it at first, but yeah, that was, that was the message that I end up getting now that I'm 18 years old and going to college, that it's, it's not for a fun time, it's for the rest of time, so. Yeah, it's a commitment. Yeah. Um, by the way, it may, may sound with all my crying, with all my building my son up, that I have too much pride in my son. I do. I'm very proud of him, but, uh, but um, I know he's not perfect, so I don't want people listening out there like, oh, doesn't she just think he's special? I don't, I don't want people to think that I'm overdoing it with him. Okay, the last tip, and we won't get to the whole thing now. We'll do a little bit of it in the second segment. Number three tip to prepare your children to leave home is practice faith, hope, and love. And I started with hope, and I said I wish I would have passed on more hope to my son because I was such a scaredy cat that I would practically wrap him in bubble wrap when he went out the door every day. Like, don't ride your bike too fast. Don't do this. Don't talk to those people. Don't go to the playground. And, and, and as a result, I think he, he's a... He's a brave guy. You can just have a quick time to respond to this. But he's a brave guy. But I think I made him sometimes look on the negative in people and in situations too easily. I, I wasn't more carefree. What do you think about that? Uh, you definitely wrapped me in bubble wrap for the first couple years of my life and uh, made sure I knew the negatives of every situation. But also, as I come into uh, preteen and teenage years, you guys have kind of said, all right, we've given you what we've thought on things, and now you just – you kind of loosen the reins a little bit. You let me kind of do my own thing. And uh, I don't think I see the negative in every situation. I think I see I see a realistic side of every situation. So I see possible benefits, possible negatives. And sometimes I say, well, I don't, I don't care about the negatives. I'm going to do it anyways. But uh, I think a lot of the time I make better decisions based on me thinking, well, this, this is probably not going to work out the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't say I go into the world with a negative outlook or like a fear of things, but uh, I think that definitely helped me to make different decisions and not not in a bad way. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I was afraid I just made you scared instead of wise, but I guess you're saying you got wisdom. Okay, so I picked a super corny song from about 300 years ago. Some people will know this song. It's definitely a song about parenthood. We'll be right back with Channel 9. So much like a man I just had to say Son, I'm proud of you Can you sit for a while? He shook his head and they said with a smile What I'd really like, Dad, is to borrow the car keys See you later, can I have them, please? And the cats in the cradle and the silver spoon Little boy blue and the man of the moon When you're coming home, son, I don't know when But we'll get together then, Dad You know we'll have a good time CEO of my household. I don't have a degree, but the organization I run is more complex than most companies. Party planner, chef, teacher, nurse, these are just some of the roles I fill every single day. It's time for me to get paid to do what I love to do. I'm going to study at Colorado Christian University and apply what I've learned running my household into a degree that will give me a career. Check out CCU's website at adulted.ccu.edu or call 303-963-3300 and get started down the same amazing path I'm taking today. Here at 
Channel Mom, we want to love, coach, and encourage any mom who could use a little support. Hi, this is Jenny from Channel Mom. And if you're a mother, I know you work so hard for your family, but sometimes you need somebody to work for you. And that's why Channel Mom gives back to moms, not just through our live radio show and our podcast, but also through Channel Mom Outreach in prisons, homeless shelters, and home meetings made for moms. We want to hear your story and feature you on the radio and beyond. So reach out to us on social media at Channel Mom or email us at channelmom at gmail if you've got something to say, Mom. And watch us every week on Facebook Live. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back to Channel Mom. My apologies to everyone for crying in the first half. The show today is about how to prepare your children to leave the home. And I think it's good for all ages, frankly. So I've got three tips. We've already gone through two of them. Uh, We're on the third, and I'm going to give a bonus tip. But before that, let's have a little mom applause. That's for every mom out there. Thank you for committing yourself to raising your children well. We sometimes forget the impact that we have on the world by raising our babies. That's the biggest job on the planet as far as I'm concerned. So thank you, moms, for all that you do. And dads, too, for all that you do and sacrifice to raise your children well. We're grateful for you. I do want to urge you to check out Colorado Christian University online. They really cater to the mom. They have all kinds of ways in which they bring the mom into the system that is beneficial to her life and his understanding of her life. And so I love that. You heard them in the break. Please call CCU at 303-963-3027. Or you can visit them at adulted.ccu.edu. My daughter reminded me to say edu. So uh, we love them and we're glad that they're sponsors. Last thing, I want to remind you to come to the... Neon Moms 5K. It's our third annual one. Here's a little T-shirt for the Facebook Live audience. You will get a free T-shirt and neon bling and a swag bag and all kinds of wonderful things if you come. There are prizes and games and live music. It's a blast for the whole family. And if you want to bless us and help us and help us continue to help moms and stay on the air and stay on the airwaves and in podcasts and on Facebook Live and also to help moms in prisons, help moms in shelters, help moms in homes all over the country. We have letters from moms all over the world, literally who say, I just needed to hear that today. I just need to be encouraged. Thank you for helping me with my marriage. Thank you for helping me in a parenting. So, so, so grateful uh, for our listeners, but also would be grateful if you'd support us. If you come to the Neon Moms 5K, September 9th, 5.30 p.m. at Clement Park in Littleton, Colorado, we will bless you and you will be a blessing to us. You can sign up at raceentry.com or at channelmom.com or at channelmom on Facebook. We've got links in all those places. I hope that you will come and I get to meet you and it'll be a blast. Okay, so... My son's in the studio. I started to cry because he's leaving in college for college in six days. And actually, five days or six days? You will be leaving me a week from today at my college. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So starting to make me cry again. Okay. (laughs) I want to introduce two other people in the studio to our Facebook Live audience. Um, Otis's girlfriend, Abby, is here. She can come into the the shot. And my daughter, Georgia Grace, is doing the filming today. She can just kind of wave with her hand there. Uh, so grateful for everybody here and for Don Pablo at the controls. So in the last couple minutes of the show, I want to make sure we get to the last tips and that Otis can weigh in. And if there's any advice he wants to give parents out there who are listening to this, gosh, I hope this is a blessing to you. I really thought there are millions and millions of parents that want to know how do I raise my baby so it's not devastating for them or for me when, I, when they leave. And how can I raise them so they'll make a great impact on the world and, and serve God and serve others? I mean, what else is there? So that is why uh, I decided to write the blog that I did, which is on our Facebook page and on channelmom.com. You can go check it out there. And what I did was I put together three tips that I thought would help you. Number one was don't let pride lurk in the way that you parent, either pride in yourself or pride in your child. 
Number two was convictions. Uh, yes, follow your have the courage to follow your convictions. So if you know something's right or wrong, you know your child shouldn't be watching this kind of media or that kind of television or that kind of uh, listen to that kind of music. Then, then do it. That was one thing I admitted that I didn't get to. I admitted that I haven't been great about monitoring my kids' TV and music. And, and now that they're older, I hear the music with all the yuckiness in it and all the swear words and all the other stuff. And, and I've let my kids watch movies I shouldn't have let them watch. So I have been imperfect in that area. And I have not had the courage to follow through on my convictions on some of that stuff. So I urge you to do so. You'll have fewer regrets doing it. The last tip was practice faith, hope, and love. We talked about how give your child hope. Don't just make them scared of the world by protecting them all the time. Number two was love. I said, I'm a mom who tells my kids I love them every day. You're actually a super lovey kid. You're a big, strong football player. You're going to play football in college. But you're somebody who's not willing, not afraid to hug and love and snuggle. Physically affectionate. You are. Last night we had a family snuggle. I hope that doesn't creep anybody out. But all four of us snuggled because we just like to do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, That's what we did. So uh, I, what I would say is be careful about how you meet out love to all of your kids. And what I recognize that when was Otis when Otis was four, I'm stumbling a lot today. I think it's because I'm sad that you're leaving. Um, what I recognized was when Otis was four, his precious little baby sister was born, Georgia Grace, and he watched me turn all my attention to her. And my husband said he looked shell-shocked for about two weeks after she was born. I should have done better at pumping my breast milk and saying, I'm leaving the house. <laughs> that grossed out my son and my daughter. And saying, I'm leaving the house, and Otis and I are going to have a mommy Sunday. And Otis and uh, Mike and I, my husband, should have gone out more regularly and left Georgia with a babysitter. There was a true shift where much of my attention was turned now to Georgia, and he felt it. Now, he's grown up perfectly strong and brave, and everything's going to be okay. But he definitely felt a lack of love for a while. You would admit that, right? Uh, it's... I'm not, I don't have this big, deep scar as it seems you're kind of outlying that. Oh, wow, my sister got a bunch of attention when she was born. Uh, did, I'm, sh- I'm sure at the time I was like, wow, what the heck? Like, she used to dote on me, and now I'm kind of side. But it's not, it's not, uh, you guys did a really good, you don't give yourself enough credit. You guys did a really good job of still assuring me that you loved us equally and that I was still, I was still your favorite son, and that it's not, it's not as bad as you made it out to be. It's, okay. it's not a deep scar in my emotional past thank you for loving me back on that one okay so practice faith hope and love so the third one is practice faith and what i would say is a lot of the people that watch us are christians and they do follow god and they teach their children about god and they teach their children about jesus but there are others who don't do that and and they still follow us even though they don't know that i'm a christian they still want to follow us for our parenting advice and, and the help and hope that we offer moms but i would say just give your shot your kid a shot at knowing who God is. Just give them a shot. Let them go to vacation Bible school. Let them, let them, you know, pray at the table. Whatever it is, give them a shot. I happen to believe Jesus is the way. Give them a Bible. Let them decide for themselves if you'd like. I brought my children up to know that God loves them and that Jesus is real and that there is total salvation from all sin because of him. Are you glad you were a son of faith? I am. I think it uh, changes your character. But I also think you... You again kind of shed a light on how you brought us up this way, and you this was like the way you brought us up. But I think both you and Dad also kind of gave us a choice. You're like, this is how we're choosing to live our lives. This is how I want to choose our lives. You're going to go to church sometimes, and I'm going to teach you these things. But you're never like, you have to do this. This is the way you're going to uh, live your life. It was never a forced thing. I, I 
from 15 on, I've been able to make my own choice on if I want to go to church or not and if I want to believe in God or not. And uh, I think you kind of mix both of that in in terms of bringing me up a certain way but also giving me a choice. So I think you guys did a very good job in uh, letting me choose my own path and not forcing me down one. Thank you. Train up a child in the way he should go. That's common scripture referred to. Train up a a child in the way he should go, and when he gets older, he won't depart from it. That's my hope. My hope is that you cling to God. Okay, we only have two minutes left. My bonus tip was give your kids a blessing at night, every single night. That is my time to be able to decompress, tell my kids that they're loved, tell my kids that God loves them, repeat some scriptures, the faith, hope, and love scripture in Corinthians, uh, remind them to be forgiving, remind them to be humble, just a number of things you can pray over them, including their gifts and talents, so they can be reminded of how amazing they are and, and the things they're called to do by God. I give my kids a blessing every night. I pray over them. Is that been meaningful to you and just literally like 30 seconds one anything you want to say to parents out there about raising their kids to leave well it has been meaningful uh i do miss the blessings on the vacations i've been on and uh i think it was a positive influence in my life especially in times of prayer i'm a little more of a prayerful person because of them and then tips i would give is uh enforce family time so we've kind of been a little lax lately in terms of hey we need to have a family movie night or hey we need to do this and uh those kind of go a little quicker than you think they're going to go and the opportunities fade a little faster. And so I think that needs to be a big, big part of every family's life. And then, uh, uh, influence your child's friends. So you guys have done a pretty good job of saying, Hey, don't hang out with this kid, hang out with this kid. And I have, uh, some of the best friends that kick it ass yeah, for, and they're do. very good people and they, they push me in the right direction. And so I think you need to be a bigger influence in your kids' friends' lives. Amen. So hopefully, I'm not perfect, I'm imperfect, but hopefully I've raised a man who is better than I am. And hopefully I've raised him to lead and leave well. And I hope that we've helped you today. If you want to help us, go to channelmom.com and donate. Uh, Otis, your blessing. I will hug you on Facebook Live as we leave. To the rest of you, thank you so much for what you do as parents. Raise your children to leave well. God bless you. what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our Donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family. 